Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 12 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Welcome, folks. Um, we have a big episode today. <laughs> I, I say that a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of fault that I started this Pokemon, started this Pokemon, this podcast, like right before so short, I cannot talk today, tonight. Sort of, I started this podcast right before Sword and Shield were announced. I didn't plan on that. Of course I didn't. I didn't know there was going to be a new Pokemon game coming out. And because of that, first, you know, the first few episodes where I talk about Sword and Shield is going to be, it's big, big, big episode today. But we do have a very big episode today. Um, and I am, I, I'm angry at myself for creating the upload schedule that I do because of course if you know if you follow this podcast I do um every other Wednesday um uh, I record the night I record on Tuesday night uh you know or you know sometimes Monday night um and then I upload the episode for Wednesday um but what happened was I uploaded the episode um f- you know to be scheduled for for Wednesday last week uh episode 11.5 and then all of a sudden it turns out there's new news. <laughs> Literally, I woke up the next morning, the morning of the the podcast, uh, being episode of the podcast being released on Wednesday last, uh, you know, two weeks ago, two weeks ago today, uh, to new Pokemon information, and I was like, well, you know, <laughs> obviously there's nothing I can do about it. It's not my fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's just coincidence. Um, but I am upset that I didn't get to talk about all this new stuff. Uh, before <laughs> the last week, I've been waiting two weeks to talk about this new stuff, and I'm finally ready. There's even more things uh, to talk about other than the new stuff um, that has happened over the span of the, of the two weeks, uh, including some more information uh, about Pokemon, including some, you know, some other news for other games. So let's hop right into it. Uh, so firstly, before we get into all of the new Sword and Shield news, uh, I want to go through the, uh, the, you know, the news for stuff that, that maybe isn't so important, stuff that isn't really related to uh, Sword and Shield, just to get it out of the way right in the beginning so we can hop right into the Sword and Shield stuff and not break our tempo uh, all the way through. So, uh, starting, of course, with Pokemon Go, as we normally do, um, there is a new special research um, that is called a thousand year slumber and allows uh, players to get Jirachi. Uh, if you remember, they did the special researchers for Mew. Uh, they did the special researchers for Celebi, and now they're doing the Gen Three version, where they uh, where they're adding a special research for Jirachi. I haven't actually uh, finished a lot of the special researches, mostly because I've been home. Um, and, but also speaking about that, uh, good news, I will be back in college. Um, this weekend, actually. Um, so if you're listening to this on the Wednesday that it comes out, I will be going back to college on Saturday. And that means that next week will be the first week, uh, that I get to, uh, you know, be back and actually able to play Pokemon Go. (laughs) And I'm very excited about that because, um, there is a, uh, community day coming up soon, which brings me into my next topic. Uh, there's a new community day coming soon, and that um, that community day is Church Week, um, just like I predicted. You know, not to to humble brag, but uh, 
it was, you know, I, I predicted it would be Turtwig. It wasn't hard to find the pattern, but uh, next um, month's, uh, the month of September's community day will be Turtwig. It is September 15th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, normal time. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. We don't have any information about what the, um, you know, the exclusive move is yet, uh, but we do know, of course, just like every other community day, the Pokemon will be available for Shiny. And uh, yeah, Turtwig, I'm very excited. It's my first community day that I'm actually going to be able to partake in uh, for the entire summer, and I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, there is a new um, Pokemon Go Safari Zone, which is a uh, new Taipei City. And uh, the Pokemon available there are going to be Scyther, Combi, um, Heracross, Unknown, and some new, or not new, some, some you know, um, boosted Water, Bug, and Grass-type Pokemon. Um, speaking of events in Pokemon Go, there's a Water Festival 2019 uh, coming soon. Uh, I don't know when that is. Uh, let me check. Ah, here we go. Uh, this is coming from Serebii, by the way. Everything, basically, to, in this episode is coming from Serebii, just because Serebii has a great, a great compiled list of all the new stuff. Um, but it is from August 23rd to August 29th, so uh, two days, actually, after this episode releases. Uh, so there's a new uh, water event, and it has, um, it says on Serebii here, it includes increased water-type spawns. Actually, it says it includes increased water-type spawns. Uh, S-A-P-A-W-N-S. Um, as well as, immediately after, another typo, including, including, without the U, uh, more Pokemon spawning around water. Uh, water types will appear more in eggs, and Kingler slash Crawdon will have Crab Hammer. Finally, Shiny Carvana and Barbudge will be added. So, yeah. Um, also, uh, on Wednesday, August 28th, to 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time, you'll be able to encounter Yuxi, Mesprit, or Azelf in five-star five raids. Um, speaking of um, Pokemon Go and just everything going on, uh, I wanted to give a little bit of a disclaimer, and uh, I checked. I usually don't do this because I want the surprise for myself, but just just for you guys, I looked through the... Um, uh, the the uh, the list of things that you need to do uh, for the new Jirachi uh, special research, and I'm not going to go through everything because I don't want people to be spoiled. I know some people, including me, like to kind of take it as they go and not really uh, have a chance to plan ahead, um, just to make it more fun. Um, but uh, there is a uh, there is actually a research that has you um, that requires you to evolve a Feebas. Um, so a tip from me. If you haven't already, uh, would be to add your add a few bass as your buddy because you need to walk. Um, I believe it's it's twenty five kilometers uh, with a with a few bass as your buddy, um, and uh, this water um, event coming up. I just closed the tab. Never mind, I got it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. You have to excuse me. My my voice is gone uh today so if you hear a little bit of raspiness in my voice this episode it's just because i've been talking so much recently and my voice is almost gone <laughs> um but the water event um has a um you get more um hatch candy and you get more buddy candy you get oh you get halved oh, halved buddy candy with water type buddy Pokemon. So if you have a Feebas, uh, instead of taking five kilometers per candy, um, it will take 
Uh, I think 2.5, uh, which is good because you need you need to walk 25 or 10 kilometers with the Phoebus, um, as well as um, walk or you need a hundred candies for a Phoebus. So that uh, that it's it's a lot. Currently, right now, I actually already have um, I already have a hundred uh, Phoebus candies. So, but I still need to walk with my Phoebus. So if you haven't already, uh, put your Phoebus as your thing, just so you have enough candies um, to evolve. Um, your feedback. Take advantage of this um, to, uh, t- you know, take advantage of this of the water festival to um, evolve your feedback. I'm actually gonna check right now how many kilometers you need to walk uh, with your feedback. I have Pokemon Go open right now, uh, and it says you need to walk 20 kilometers. I was wrong. <laughs> it was in the middle. Um, but yes, uh, like I said, take this take this opportunity uh, to make this research task much much easier for you so um there are some uh, little stuff uh, very very little stuff that we're going to cover right now not too much news mostly pokemon go stuff uh but there is a there's a new adventure sync uh feature coming soon and if you don't know what adventure sync is adventure sync is the feature that allows you to walk uh hatch eggs and you know walk with your buddy pokemon while having the game closed um apparently it says you're going to be able to have uh, buddy Pokemon, or not buddy Pokemon, you're going to be able to catch Pokemon uh, with Adventure Sync. You find a specific and, and like unique Pokemon with Adventure Sync. Uh, that new feature is happening in Australia right now, and I assume if it goes well, we'll be you know, coming to uh, the rest of the world. Uh, the last of the Pokemon Go news, um, I think two episodes ago, I said, or last episode maybe, I said that there was uh, Shadow Ralts uh, coming to Pokemon Go, or at least maybe, if I, I don't remember, I either said it was coming, or it was already here, but if I said it was coming, uh, it is for sure here, (laughs) um, but yeah, that is, uh, gonna be it for the Pokemon Go news, there's, uh, a few things, um, something that really surprised me, normally I wouldn't put this kind of stuff on this podcast, because it's kind of like, uh, but something that surprised me is that even with the release of Sword and Shield coming out soon, they're still doing giveaway events for Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, um, there's a, there's a Mewtwo gift, um, coming to Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, like a Mewtwo distribution, um, coming to the UK, uh, France, and Germany. It's to tie in with the release of Unified Minds from today through September 6th at the Sims Toy Stores in the UK and Germany. So you can, so it's, it's, it's essentially tie in with the new, um, with the new TCG um, you know, uh, Mewtwo coming out, and, um, you can get a Mewtwo for your Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee game, as well as, um, a special group match in Pokemon Tournament, uh, based on Mewtwo, so it seems like they're kind of doing, like, a Mewtwo-themed, uh, thing (laughs) for their, for their release, uh, so it's, um, that has already happened, though, that was, um, that was from August 9th through August 11th. Um, but the uh, Mewtwo distribution is uh, September 6th. So yeah, if, you, if you're really interested in it, get yourself another Mewtwo and let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Which I think is interesting, because like, I didn't really expect them to do any anything else in let's go Pikachu and Eevee. I kind of thought that they you know, stopped caring about let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Um, but... That's really interesting. I'm happy they're doing more stuff with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I love, I love those games. If you know me, you know I love those games, and I'm happy that they're still giving that game some love. 
before we get to the last little bit of news here, I want to go off on a little bit of a personal tangent. Not tangent, um, but a little bit of a personal um, just experience. Um, I figured I'd get a little bit more personal in this podcast, considering it is my podcast, and I have the right to talk about whatever I want. Um, recently, and when I say recently, I mean today, um, I got a gift from a friend. And to that friend, if you're listening to this right now, thank you so much. Um, you know who you are. Uh, but I got a gift from a friend, uh, which included a Nintendo 64, like five games, <laughs> and a Game Boy Color with like four games. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying what I got. Um, and in those uh, five games for the uh, Nintendo 64 was Pokemon Stadium. And I actually never had a chance to play Pokemon Stadium ever as a kid. And I'm really excited about the fact that I get to play uh, Stadium because um, the gift that he gave me also came with Pokemon Blue. And of course, I I believe, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but you need like a Game Boy cartridge of Pokemon Red, Blue, or Yellow, or Green um, to play Pokemon Stadium. Um, I tried playing it, but I didn't have the adapter that comes with it. Um, so I'm gonna have to pick myself up one of those, and apparently they're cheap, so I'm not worried about it. But once I pick up one of those adapters, I'm excited to uh, actually play Pokemon Stadium. Um, and it might be some. The reason why I say this is because it might be something that I stream in the future on Twitch. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're a fan of my streams on Twitch, um, look out in the future for potential um, Pokemon Stadium streams. Um, now I need to get myself a Nintendo 64. Um, you know, capture card, however that it may be, I'm not sure. Um, but this is a new opportunity for me because I can stream games right from my Nintendo 64, uh, including Pokemon Stadium. Um, also, you know, like I got like Super Mario 64, Banjo Kazooie, all that kind of stuff, which I'm excited to play. Um, and so, yeah, if, if you're, you know, if you're listening to this in the past uh, or in the future, I mean, you can't possibly be listening to it in the past. If you're listening to it in the future and uh, you, you want to check out my streams, Go ahead, if you want. Um, this is more this is kind of a self-plug, but also kind of an update, saying that uh, in the future, I do plan on streaming games like um, Pokemon Stadium, which is exciting. I'm very, very excited. Uh, and again, again, thank you to that friend who gave me all those, those cool things um, and giving me more opportunities to play more Pokemon games because I never got a chance to play Stadium as a kid because I never had a Nintendo 64. Um, and I'm very, very excited to try out the game. I've heard great things about it. I'm very excited. Um, so yeah. We are going to hop into the last little bit of news for today. Uh, it's kind of a big one, um, but uh, I still want to talk about it. Um, so there was a uh, there was the Pokemon 2019 World Championship um, for um, the training card game. Uh, there was for the um, the uh, you know the actual Pokemon games and there was for Pokemon tournament and there was a junior cup and a masters you know a, a junior cup and like a non junior cup just a normal cup for like for adults <laughs> um, for each game and so I'm going to go through the winners um, of the game it was at Washington D.C. Um, re- uh, recently I'm not sure exactly what date it was but it is they they are over uh, if you want to. Uh, if you want to not hear the spoilers for the winners, if you are interested in watching the championships by yourself, um, you know, and you don't want to know who wins, skip ahead uh, a few minutes to uh, 
um, you know, like like 20 minutes in the episode or something like that, because uh, this might take a little while to talk about. Um, so you have been warned. There is spoiler, I suppose, quote unquote, spoiler territory coming up soon. Just if you want to watch the world championship um, by yourself um, and you don't want to be spoiled for the winners, then don't listen to this next part. Um, so there is the Pokemon trading card game Junior Division Finals. Um, and the champion was Haruki Miyamoto. Um, and these new, uh, world championships featured, uh, at least the trading card game, of course, featured the new, um, I forget what they're called. I totally forget what the deck is called, but it's the one where it's like, you know, they go together. Um, the, like the, the double up Pokemon, like Pikachu and Zekrom, or like Raichu and Alolan Raichu, um, were actually... Speaking of those two, were the um, the winning deck um, for the, the champion Haruki Miyamoto, and the runner-up is um, Isaac Tercera. <laughs> and uh, excuse me if I pronounce these names wrong. Uh, a lot of them are Japanese, um, or in other um, in other languages. So excuse me if I get my pronunciations wrong. Uh, so that was the junior division in the. Um, in the trading card game senior division finals, there was um, Kaya something in German. I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but um, Kaya from Germany. And the runner-up was uh, Grant Shen from the United States. Um, and in the TCG Masters division, there was Henry Brand from Australia as the champion and Shintaro Ito um, for, as the runner-up from Japan. Uh, in the Pokemon... They, they, they say it was... Pokemon video game, which is a really interesting way of saying it, uh, but the Pokemon video game Junior Division Finals. This is coming straight from the web, you know, from the from the website. Um, is uh, Pee Woo from Taiwan, and uh, the runner-up is Teddy French from Great Britain. His last name is French. Literally, his last name is French. It's it's just the word French. I think that's really funny. Uh, no disrespect, but I think that's extremely funny. It's like, is your last, it's like, oh, what's your last name? Oh, it's French. It's like, okay, well, what is it? It's like, no, it's literally French. <laughs> oh, I crack myself up. Anyway, uh, for the Pokemon video game senior division finals, there was, um, Ko Tsukide from Japan and Louis Tan from Australia as a runner-up. Uh, in the Pokemon video game master division finals was... Uh, Naoti Mizubuchi from Japan. Uh, and the runner-up was Hirofumi Kimura from Japan. Um, so congratulations to everybody. And uh, for the Pokémon Tournament Senior Division Finals, no uh, Junior Division Finals for the uh, Pokémon Tournament. Interesting. Um, for the Pokémon Tournament Senior Division Finals, there was um, Colin Ashkreninja1 Jones. Um, interesting how they're the only person that have like a like a tag. I guess because it's like a game, you know. Um, Colin, and in quotes, Ash Greninja One Jones uh, for the United States, and the runner-up is Yusuke Kato. Yusuke Kato, sorry, from Japan. Uh, and for the Pokémon Tournament Master Division Finals, there is Hiroki uh, Subutan Ishida. Uh, Subutan is his, uh, I assume, like his, his in-game name, and uh, the runner-up is Toshiki. Haruyuki Koneda, and Haruyuki is uh, his uh, in-game name. So congratulations, everybody, for the World Championships. I didn't get a chance to watch them. I planned on watching them, uh, but I didn't have a chance to watch them. I especially I was especially excited about the Pokémon Tournament one because I've been getting into Pokémon Tournament recently, and it's 
It's actually really fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, still, uh, congratulations to everybody who won. Um, I really respect people who can do, who can win world championships. I mean, <laughs> especially because it's, it's interesting to me because I follow a lot of um, Smash, you know, Super Smash Brothers um, events. And if you know, there was a lot of uh, Super Smash Brothers things uh, recently. Um, th there was a lot of Super Smash Bros. tournaments uh, recently. Like, there was Evo, there was um, Super Smash Con, if you followed Super Smash Bros. community, uh, and the tournament scene. Um, and none of those, none of the tournaments are actually licensed, like, officially by Nintendo. And it's weird to have an actual, at least for Pokemon, at le an actual, you know, like, an actual uh, Pokemon-branded tournament. Uh, which is, it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air considering uh, you know the lack. Of, I mean, of course, there's one for Smash, you know, the Nintendo uh, Invitational, um, but you know, it's not. Uh, you know, excuse me for saying uh, it's not super competitive. You know, there's items, uh, there's all that kind of stuff. So uh, people don't usually consider it like a, an actual like real um, tournament. I mean, of course, you know, it is liable, but. There, there's a few problems with it, and I'm not going to go into it, of course, this isn't a Smash podcast, this is a Pokemon podcast, but, like, it's interesting to me that there's actually an official Pokemon tournament, and I, I, it's, for some reason, it's surreal reading on, like, the actual Pokemon website, it's like, oh, here are the winners of the tournament, <laughs> it's weird to me, I'm not sure why, um, but, uh, anyway, that is going to do it for, uh, the news for today, uh, you know what time it is, we're going to get right into the new Pokemon, new Pokemon, new stuff, new items, new moves, new characters, new stories. Oh, there's so much stuff to talk about. I'm so very excited. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. So very first on the agenda, um, there. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, possibly if you don't know what I uh, what I'm talking about, the, like I said, the day after um, I uh, released yesterday's and uh, yeah, yesterday's last, you know, last episode, eleven point five. Um, I, the, the new direct or the, not, it wasn't even a direct. It was just, it was just stuff. They, they just released things. And I was like, okay, it was, it wasn't planned. They didn't tell anything else about it. I, if, at least if they did, I don't remember. I don't know if they did. Um, but, um, I just want to say today's episode might be somewhat shorter, mostly because, uh, I know last episode I said I should stop saying that and all that stuff, but like. Um, or not, maybe not last one, but, you know, a few times ago, um, but I, um, just, while there's new stuff to talk about, I can't promise that I'm going to be able to talk about it for, like, a super long time, you know, um, which is fine, uh, as long as I get to talk about the new stuff, that's all I care about, um, but so, l l let's hop right into, um, the new Pokemon, so, the first Pokemon I want to talk about that isn't, doesn't really have anything extra, I mean, it does, but it doesn't have anything extra. You'll see what I mean. Um, there is uh, Morpico, or Morpeco, Morpico, um, but uh, Morpico um, is a electric dark type Pokemon, and it is the two-sided Pokemon. It is one foot tall, it's 6.6 .6 pounds, and its ability is Hunger Switch, which I will talk about uh, when I talk about the new abilities more in depth. Um, it And the, the moves uh, that it that we know that it has is, um, Aura Wheel. So if you don't know what, uh, Morpico is, Morpico is the, um, you know, the Pikachu clone, uh, of this generation. 
And Morpico has a cool mechanic where it will switch. It has, you know, it has it has uh, different forms, and depending on what form it's in, uh, the the move that it has or a wheel um, will change type. So um, it's so it has its normal form and it has the hangry form. Um, so the um, Pokedex information for Morpico says Morpico constantly generates electricity with the sacks in its cheeks. This consumes energy causing Morpico to be constantly hungry. This is why Morpico is always carrying around berry seeds, protecting them with care. They serve as a snack. When experiencing prolonged hunger, the balance of hormones within Morpico's body changes. This causes its fur color to change and triggers a more aggressive and volatile behavior. The energy stored in its cheeks, cheek sacs also changes from electric type to dark type. So, um, the move that it has, Aura Wheel, changes based on... Um, uh, it changes it, ch it changes type based on what uh, form Morpico is in. So it's electric type when it's in its normal form, and it's dark type when it's hangry form, which is cool because we haven't seen a dual type Pikachu clone ever. <laughs> ever? I th uh, no, we had um, Togemaru, which was electric steel, but still. Um, so yeah, that that point is kind of moot, but still uh, interesting. Electric Darp, Darp, electric dark. Um, is that the first electric dark Pokemon? I'm not 100% sure. If it is, awesome. If it's not, uh, I don't know many. So this is cool. This is a really, really cool Pokemon. I think that it's a it's a very uh, unique Pikachu clone, um, which I like. Of course, I call them Pikachu clones, but they're not, they're not necessarily Pikachu clones. You know what I mean when I say Pikachu clone. It's It looks like Pikachu. It has the same kind of rodent, electric rodent, you know, with the cheeks and stuff. Like, you know, like Pichu, um, Pachirisu, Plusle, Minin, Emolga, etc., um, so, yeah, uh, Morpico is a really interesting Pokemon. I really like it. I, I'm really excited to see how it works, um, you know, in terms of competitive Pokemon and stuff. Um, and the new ability, um, it says that, uh, Hunger Switch, it only says it changes Morpico's form. It doesn't say how. Uh, it says changes Morpico's aura wheel attack from electric to dark type. So we don't necessarily know how it changes form um it's just it we just know that it does change form which is interesting i like it uh i like the new pokemon i really like how they're uh you know what they're coming out with and it's really interesting uh so on to the biggest topic possibly of the new pokemon there is a new new forms uh were released galarian pokemon uh galarian forms and Oh my god, I am so excited about this. I love Alolan forms. Alolan forms are possibly one of my favorite things to come from Pokemon Sun and Moon. I am over the moon about this. I'm so, so, so excited to see what new stuff comes from it. N new forms. Like, I thought that Alolan forms weren't going to be... They, they weren't, they, you know, they weren't going to be coming back. Alolan forms weren't going to be coming back, but they are. I mean, no, they're not coming back necessarily, but they're coming in with Galarian forms. Uh, the first Galarian Pokemon that we saw was Galarian Weezing. Uh, it is Poison Fairy type, first of its kind, uh, which is really, really interesting. I like how they're um, they're taking the unused Pokemon type combinations and um, and 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 checking them out. You know, they're they're giving them to new Pokemon. I really, really like it. Um, so it is the Poison Gas Pokemon, uh, just like normal Weezing is. Uh, it is nine foot ten, of course, uh, due to its giant smokestack top hat that it has going on and it's green smoke 
Um, it is 35 pounds. It has levitate and neutralizing gas, which uh, which we will talk about in depth in a few minutes here. Uh, its known moves are sludge bomb, fairy wind, toxic, and explosion. Um, and it says, Galarian wheezing consumes polluted air and poisonous gases for sustenance. The air and gases absorbed will have toxins removed before being spewed out again at the tops of wheezing's heads. Apparently, the air produced through the purification process is very clean. The toxins, toxins accumulated within wheezing's body form into concentrated poison gas clouds that leak out and drift around it. The gas is so potent that even a whiff is enough to stun and immobilize an opponent. It is Weezing's best weapon during battles. Of course, a reference to you know the industrial side of uh, of, of you know of uh, England and 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 the European countries. Um, not to say that America doesn't have any uh, you know industrialization, but you know uh, it kind of has that steampunky um, industrial factory like noble top hat uh, aesthetic going on, and I really like it. Probably one of my favorite designs so far in, in Pokemon Sword and Shield. I adore this new i love a galarian weezing it's so creative i love his big stupid doofy mustache and beard and eyebrows it's so funny it's so good i really really like this new pokemon one of my favorites if not my favorite so far i'm very very excited about this um so his new ability uh neutralizing gas uh i want to talk about for quite a little while here uh, it neutralizes the effects of abilities, and you've probably seen a few things, a few, a, a few people talking about this already. Um, Shofu made a video about it. Um, specifically, is the thing that comes to mind. If you don't know Shofu, he's a Pokemon YouTuber. Go check him out if you haven't already. Um, but uh, neutralizing gas completely gets rid of the um, the effects of other abilities, which is insane that there's so much there's so many things to to think about with this new ability like obviously the main the main thing uh regigigas with slow start um archaeops with uh whatever his ability is but i know it sucks um and slacking come to mind slacking of course with uh truant uh but like you could just get rid of the negative abilities that hamper these Pokemon, like Archaeops, Regigigas, and Psyking. For example, uh, Regigigas, you know, of course, not very strong in competitive Pokemon play because of slow start. It takes five turns in order for his attack and his defense to get raised, uh, attack and his defense to be as strong as they possibly can be. Um, and of course, this is only useful in, in doubles. Um, in, in singles, single Pokemon battles, um, Neutralizing Gas could be used for the, you know, against uh, the other, the opponent because you know instead of uh for example i think in the in the direct or the video that we saw there was like rotom uh like rotom washes levitate uh it there was um castrodon's um the one that you know the, the ability that sucks up water moves uh, into it water absorb i think uh and it neutralized it it didn't work uh you were able to use a water type move on castrodon and you were able to hit rotom with a ground type move, which, like, I'm surprised we don't have an ability like this already because that is absolutely insane for me. For some, to me, it, I think I think it's insane. Um, I'm so so excited to see what kind of what kind of things this could do. I've never really gotten too much into doubles. Uh, I'm more of a singles player myself, more of a singles gal. Uh, but I th th like this makes literally this this ability itself makes me want to play doubles. I, it sounds so fun. It sounds so interesting. You could probably do so many things. Like, I'm curious to see how it would work with, 
form changing abilities like like battle bond or for example morpico's new ability um you know whatever it's called form change or hunger switch yeah whatever uh like would, would they just not work would they just not change would they just not change form you know like for for example ash greninja or greninja uh with battle bond would you just not turn into ash greninja after you 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 kill a pokemon because that sounds insane that sounds so op you just wouldn't be able to fight galarian uh, wheezing and one i'm happy because that gets wheezing more time in the spotlight because i love wheezing uh and two because it it, it just offers it just offers so many new things i love abilities that affect other pokemon because there's like and it's something that's i love okay let me rephrase that i love abilities that affect universal things in pokemon like abilities for example um like for example i really like la Pony's ability klutz which makes it so um she can't use or it can't use health items i think that's also a very very interesting ability uh and it's on the same level sort of as uh, neutralizing gas but like i'm just so excited to see what kind of stuff you can come up with with neutralizing gas i'm I'm actually super excited, and it's it's uh, this ability itself is one making me want to go back, get, getting into doubles, and two making me just want to get back into competitive Pokemon battling as a whole because like that just sounds that just sounds amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, if you can't tell, I'm very excited to try this out. I, it's such an interesting ability. It's such a cool thing. I'm I'm fangirling over this new ability and this new Pokemon. I love Galarian Weezing. I love its new ability. I love. Weezing in general. I love its typing. Poison Fairy. That's insane. Uh, completely gets rid of the poison uh, weakness to Fairy, which is really, really interesting. Um, it could also, you know, also, um, it could also have Levitate, which could, you know, get rid of uh, ground type moves, which Weezing already has access to, which isn't necessarily super interesting, but it is a thing. Uh, I could see this Pokemon being very strong, either very strong or just very gimmicky and fun. And that's what I think I'm, I'm most excited about this Pokemon. Uh, but we can talk more about Weezing another time and Galarian Weezing um, exclusively uh, in another episode. We could talk about it for a long time, or we could, uh, you know, maybe I could come up with a list of all the all the abilities that it would. Uh, maybe I don't know. We'll see. I'm thinking. I'm brainstorming for next episode, and I'm thinking of looking through a lot of abilities and brainstorming to see how it would work with Galarian Weezing's new ability. Would, would that be something that people would be interested in? I would love feedback. So if you're listening to this now and you're in a place uh, where you can respond, such as like on YouTube, um, t- tell me. I would I would love to hear um, how you feel about this new ability and if you think that making a whole episode about brainstorming about stuff with this new ability would be would be interesting because I think that would... I would love to make that episode maybe i won't do it next time we'll see i'm not sure um i am going to be pretty busy with school and stuff so i'm not 100 sure but i will certainly write it down for ideas <laughs> um and I'm, I'm i'm just excited i'm over the moon about this new pokemon about the, or this new form and about this new ability so speaking of galarian forms we have ladies and gentlemen we have galarian forms for non-Gen 1 Pokemon. <laughs> and first off, before we go over the Pokemon itself, I want to tell you why that's... That is great. I want to tell you why that is amazing. Because a lot of people were upset about the Alolan forms and how they only affected Gen 1 Pokemon. And I don't really know why they did that. I don't really know. Maybe they were test- Maybe they were, you know, uh, testing the waters a little bit. Um, thinking, you know, let's give these new forms to Pokemon that are already well-known, already, you know, beloved by fans. Um, Vulpix, 
you know, Raichu, etc. Um, and let, you know, let's test the waters a little bit. Let's, you know, these Pokemon are well known by everybody. Uh, these Pokemon are old. People might want something new and fresh. Uh, so instead of giving them to some newer Pokemon, I could see why they wanted to give it to older Pokemon. But they're starting to give it to more Pokemon than just Gen 1. Specifically, Gen 3, my favorite generation. You can tell why I would be over the moon about this. They're giving Gen 3 some representation. <laughs> Not that they don't already, but uh, Hoenn, if you, don't, if you don't know me, Hoenn and Gen 3 is my favorite. Uh, I will stand by my opinion that Gen 3 and Hoenn is the best Pokemon generation, and also is my very favorite. Uh, and seeing the fact that we now have Galarian Zigzagoon, and Galarian Linoon, and also a new evolution for Linoon and Zigzagoon. Just, wow. Wow. Wowie wow wow wow. I am so excited about this. I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, what th This opens up new possibilities for every single Pokemon to have Galarian forms. They could, give, they could give a Galarian form to any Pokemon now. Now that they've given it to a Gen 3 Pokemon, they could give it to any Pokemon. Uh, do I think they're going to give Galarian forms to Pokemon like uh, in Sun and Moon, or X and Y, maybe not, because they're more recent, but Gen 3, uh, Gen 2, most likely Gen 2, um, Gen 4, maybe, Gen 5, a little less likely, uh, but I think that this opens up new opportunities for, for everything, they could, they could make Galarian forms for any Pokemon, and I think that that's extremely exciting, and we also know that Galarian forms now can do different evolutions, we, something we didn't get in Alolan forms, um, which I'm so, excited about god i i've been like i said i've been waiting for two weeks to talk about this stuff and express my opinions about and just god it's so exciting to me this is the kind of stuff that makes me love pokemon new evolutions for galarian forms like that is insane if you told me that that was coming i would i wouldn't believe you maybe <laughs> but yeah uh if you haven't uh heard already uh there is a lowland zigzagoon jesus galarian zigzagoon uh, Galarian Linoon, and there is a new uh, evolution uh, for evolving the, the Galarian form of Linoon uh, into Obstagoon, a very new Pokemon. Um, so, uh, Galarian Zigzagoon is a dark, normal Pokemon. Uh, it retains its normal classification as the tiny raccoon Pokemon. Uh, it is 1-4, it is 38 pounds, it has Pickup and Gluttony, which I think are uh, Zigzagoon's normal uh, abilities, so nothing changed in that front, just the type um, and kind of like a Lolan Rattata, um, but it says the Zigzagoon in the Galar region move about how they like and never settle down. They're known to inhabit all areas of the region, including fields, forests, and even towns. There's some speculation that the zigzag movements of the Zigzagoon in other regions stem from the restless nature of Galarian Zigzagoon, which is considered to be the oldest branch of the species. See, this is the first time I'm, I'm reading this, and that's really interesting. That... That's really, really interesting. So, Zig so the Zigzagoon that we know and love today, the non-Galarian Zigzagoon, is actually a descendant of Galarian Zigzagoon, which is why the Zigzagoon that we have move in a zigzag pattern uh, because of the, the restless nature of a, of a Galarian Zigzagoon. That's very, very interesting. Uh, Galarian Zigzagoon will often or will enjoy battles and will charge at people and other Pokemon and attempt to provoke a fight. This behavior usually succeeds in starting a battle with other Pokemon, but humans tend to think the Galarian Zigzagoon, Zigzagoon, Zigzagoon is just playing or showing affection. 
Uh, it seems to cause Galarian Zigzagoon some frustration when people don't get angry, even though it's trying to provoke them. So it's a rowdy boy. Uh, so if you don't know, um, Galarian Zigzagoon is a, is white and black and has this big old goofy tongue sticking out. Uh, and I love them so much. Uh, we're going to talk about more about their designs when I get to um, Obstagoon. Uh, but the new Line Noon uh, is Dark Normal. It, ha- it is the rushing Pokemon. It is 1-8. Uh, it is um, 71.7 pounds. Pickup and Gluttony, probably the same as normal uh, normal Line Noon. Um, but Galarian Line Noon can reach speeds of up to 60 miles per hour and can deliver devastating tackles and headbutts. These attacks have enough destructive force to even knock a car away. But they can also throw Linoon off balance if they miss. Galarian Linoon are rash and fearless, and they have re- and they will recklessly pick fights even when opponent even with opponents stronger than themselves. Their fearlessness, as well as their tendency to attack opponents head-on, make Galarian Linoon very po- very popular among the disaffected youths of the Galar region who have nowhere to direct their frustration and anger. Uh, and and last last but not least, there is Obstagoon, uh, which is exciting because the first. Uh, something I just realized, the first hyena-based Pokemon, uh, which I really like hyenas, uh, and I'm surprised that we haven't necessarily gotten a hyena Pokemon, um, so far at least. And it seems like Obstagoon is the first, uh, you know, is the first um, in hyena-inspired Pokemon, and I'm excited about that. I really like hyenas, and I'm glad they're finally getting some love in Pokemon. Uh, but Obstagoon uh, is the evolution of Galarian Linoon. And um, it is a dark normal Pokemon. It is the blocking Pokemon. It is five foot three. It is a hundred and one point four pounds. It is it has reckless and guts, which are you know obviously new abilities to uh, the Linoon and Zigzagoon family. Um, it's a, its known moves are obstruct, taunt, night slash, and double edge. And obstruct, I believe, is a new move. Uh, the Linoon of the Galar region live in harsh conditions compared to those found in other regions with fierce competition amongst others in their species. Their survival instincts have been honed as a result, leading to their evolution into Obstagoon. Through Obstagoon is ex- though Obstagoon is extremely combative, it seems that it doesn't often launch the first attack. It will taunt an opponent, goading it into it attacking. When it does, Obstagoon will cross its arms and meet the oncoming attack with its obstruct move. So it's the blocking Pokemon. Uh, And it also ties into Team Yell, which we will talk about in a little bit. Uh, Also, like I said, uh, Obstagoon is Kiss-inspired, it seems. Or just in general, like Punk uh, Rock-inspired. But more obviously, I think, is inspired by the the American uh, rock band Kiss. um, Which, I do want to take a moment to say that uh, Gene Simmons, uh, the lead singer of Kiss... Uh, actually had something to say about uh, Obstagoon and the the obvious inspiration, and he says that he is, uh, he's flattered. Uh, I, I'm going to quote him here. He says, Pokemon has been part of our household for decades, ever since our kids first discovered them. And to see Pokemon paying homage to Kiss is flattering. It's a Kiss world, and you're all just living in it. Okay, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's nice. I'm glad to hear that, um, that, uh, you know, He's uh, responding kindly to the to the to the homage to the reference. Uh, it makes me happy to see that uh, people, even people like Gene Simmons, enjoy Pokemon and are flattered by the, the you know the reference. Um, so anyway, um, Obstagoon, as we know, has a new um, move, which is um, it says that the effect. It just says it taunts the opponent. We don't know anything about it yet. Uh, it's a dark type move. And it just says it taunts the opponent. 
Um, which might mean that it makes it so they can't, um, you know, it gives them the effect of taunt. So it can't, they can't use anything other than attacking moves. Uh, I'm not sure. It might actually say uh, in the direct uh, the video. So if I'm wrong about that, um, I apologize. I'm just going by my memory uh, of two weeks ago. And also looking at the Cerebi page where it says it taunts the opponent. So I assume either it's just... Um, we don't know what it does yet, or it just has the effect of the move Taunt. Um, yeah. So what do I think about the new Pokemon? Uh, the new, you know, the new Galarian Forbes. Of course, that is uh, the last of the Pokemon that we have. Uh, the new Pokemon that we have right now, unfortunately. Um, Obstagoon, Morpeko, and the Galarian Forms of Lanoon and Zigzagoon that were revealed in the Direct. Uh, oh, and uh, Galarian Galarian Weezing. Um... But uh, what do I think about the new forms and the new uh, Lanoon, you know, Zigzagoon, Lanoon, Obstagoon? I love them. If it hasn't been obvious already, I goddamn love them. Excuse my French. Uh, my god. I love them so much, man. Like, I could talk about these Pokemon for hours. I love Zigzagoon. I love Gen 3. I'm so happy to see Gen 3 getting some representation. I'm so happy to see Gen 3 getting getting anything <laughs> and if it's new forms new evolutions new evolutions like think about this when have we got when have we last gotten a new evolution for a pokemon gen i don't know gen four is that the last time that we've gotten a new evolution for a pokemon and it's and it's on a gen three pokemon that makes me so incredibly happy you don't know how happy that makes me of course fans that aren't super into uh as you know as who aren't into Gen 3 as much as I am, maybe you're not as excited about this, but as a Holland fan and as a Gen 3 enthusiast, I am over the moon about these new Pokemon, about these new forms, about Obstagoon. I love Obstagoon. I love Hyenas. I love its design. I love everything about it. I'm so happy. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we're actually going to go into the random Pokemon of the week right now. Uh, the segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode. Uh, so, and then after that, we'll go into some of the more um, obscure new stuff, um, the other Pokemon news and all that kind of jazz, um, like new moves, uh, Pokejobs, Team Yell, the, the new characters, all that kind of jazz. But for now, we're just going to talk about uh, the new, Poke uh, new Pokemon, the random Pokemon of the week, which is Swinub. Uh, Swinub is the pig Pokemon. Uh, it is number 220. It evolves from Piloswine at level 33. It evolves into Mamoswine when leveled up knowing ancient power. Uh, it is an ice ground Pokemon. Its abilities are Oblivious or Snow Cloak. It has thick fat as its hidden ability. has a 50-50 gender ratio. Uh, it is 1 foot 4 or 4 meters or 0.4 meters, sorry. Uh, it is 14.3 pounds or 6.5 kilograms. And uh, yeah, Swinop. <laughs> it is. Uh, it was in Generation Two, and uh, first and only uh, Ice Ground Pokemon, which I think is cool. Um, you know, obviously the whole the whole line is Ice Ground, um, but uh, the only you know the the only Ice Ground Pokemon line uh, to exist, which I think is a really interesting type. It's always interesting to see Pokemon that have uh, um, to have ty same ty like types that go against each other, types that are like super effective against each other. Um, as ty as uh, you know, as types, and I think that's really, I think that's really cool. I really, really like um, Pokemon like that, and Swinub is one of those Pokemon. 
Um, not really too else to say about Swinub. I'm looking at the trivia right now. Uh, Swinub has the lowest base stat total of all Ice-type Pokemon, which is sad. <laughs> um, it has the lowest special defense of all Ice-type Pokemon, which makes it even frailer than Ice-type Pokemon are already frail. But that's a topic for another uh, episode. Um, I I could I could talk forever about how much I'm how much I hate uh, what Pokemon what, the, what what Pokemon has done to Ice types, my favorite type, and how bad they are, and how it's the worst type in the game. But like I said, we'll talk about that another time. Um, it's a really high level for a Pokemon like Swinub, especially because I mean it's you know I'm not really surprised because it started out um, you know Swinub starting being one of those Pokemon that only had well, one evolution in uh, Gen two and then in Gen Generation four, uh, Mammoth Swine was introduced. Um, so I'm not surprised that it was so high, but, like, now looking at it, thinking about, like, Piloswine, like, is, is Piloswine's not that even that good of a Pokemon, and level 33 is high for a Pokemon like Swinub, I mean. Obviously, it's not too high, but it's, it's up there. Um, uh, Swinub is one of the only Pokemon, uh, to have the same sprite in Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver. <laughs> a little bit of useless trivia as well as uh you know actually same sprite in gold silver and crystal excuse you like the crystal one is animated i'm looking at them right now the crystal one is animated but like they're the same that's kind of sad <laughs> like i like seeing different sprites and stuff between different games and like it's yep they're right it's literally the same it's just kind of sitting there it's not really even doing anything i mean what what kind of pose could you give to swine up it's uh, I you know I really like Swinub. I think it's cute. I think I think it's an adorable Pokemon. Uh, I've always really liked Swinub, mostly because I really like Ice types, and I think it's I think it's one of the weirdest looking uh, Ice type Pokemon. You know, it's like a you know it's like a guinea pig, kind of thing, and the fact that it's like a nice type and it's just like a little ball of hair. Especially like I like Piloswine too because it's like a guinea pig that evolves into like a guinea pig with tusks and then it evolves into a a woolly mammoth. I think I really like this this uh, this Pokemon. I really like the line. Um, I've never actually used, not that I, at least I remember, like a Mamoswine in like my main game. I might have to change that once I use, uh, once I get into a game where that's applicable. But I think I, I don't know. I, I really like I really like Swinub. Uh So I actually do have quite a lot to say about Swinub's shiny form. Uh, as you know, we also t- we also do um, shiny ratings uh on this in this segment so i give swinub it's hard for me to say i give it a five out of ten right in the middle smack dab in the middle mostly because its newer shinies are uninspired it's it's green you know i i like the shade of green that it is it's actually like a very light almost no you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna bump it up to a six out of ten i like i like swinub shiny but not too much because it's green um, but it, it, it's a nice color. It's not the normal green. It's not like a lime green. It's not an ugly green. Um, it's a, it's a nice, very like minty toothpaste green. Uh, and I also like how its nose changes color. They didn't have to change the nose color, but they changed it into a, a little bit of a brighter, almost a yellow, you know, almost, almost like a beige color, which I really appreciate. Uh, but specifically I wanted to talk about in, you know, obviously with the hardware limitations and the color limitations of a gameplay color, the sprites are the the shiny sprites are going to be different in gold and silver, uh, and crystal. But the shiny Swinub in gold and silver and crystal on the Game Boy Color was blue. 
And I think that's really interesting. Um, I almost like it better than the one it is, the way it is now because it's it's blue. I like blue, and that's also saying something for its ruby sapphire and emerald sprite, which and also fire red leaf green. It's Gen three sprite, if you you know, if you will. It's it's a totally different color, and like normally, you know, some some Pokemon themselves are totally totally different colors. Uh, in, in Gen 3, just because of the, the upgrade from, um, you know, they were kind of testing the waters with new color palettes. Uh, they wanted to change around the designs a little bit. Um, you know, uh, so I, I'm not surprised that it's different, but like the coloring of Swinub's normal form is the same between, actually, it's a little bit lighter, it's a little bit more orangey in color, but it's pretty much the same. It's not as different. Uh, and in the Ruby Sapphire Emerald Gen, in the Gen Three Sprite, um, but its shiny is gray. It's like not even green at all. It's just like a monochromatic gray, and I almost like that better. Like, I really do like the green. I really do like the green of of its of its uh, modern shiny, and I really like the blue, gold, and silver. But I like the gray. Okay, you know what? No, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. I know I'm changing my mind a lot, but, like, I don't know. It's growing on me. It's slowly growing on me as I continue talking about it. I, yeah, you know, I'm, a, yeah, 7 out of 10. I like it. I like its modern shiny. I like its, uh, its, its gold and silver shiny, and I like its ruby, sapphire, emerald, fire, red, leaf, green shiny. Um, go, go look at the differences. Like, seriously, they're, they're shockingly different. Um, and also, I apologize. I was mistaken. The, the crystal sprite is not the same it is animated but it's a slightly different color and i was mostly talking about the pose but like you know i did say that they were the same but that's not true that's not actually correct the the crystal one is the same pose and the same you know it's the same sprite it's just a slightly different color uh but anyway uh we're gonna go into swine ups um a little bit go into a little bit about swine up uh competitively um, there is the little cup, of course, Swine Up being a first, uh, you know, a first evolution Pokemon, and it belongs in the little cup. Uh, sp- um, Swine Up has the ability, or er, has its stats at 50 HP, 50 attack, 40 defense, 30 special attack, 30 special defense, and 50 speed. Uh, and this is written by Blood Ace. Uh, it says, despite its good offensive typing and solid move pool, Swineup is held back by its poor bulk and speed stat, as well as a bad defensive typing. Swineup heavily competes with other stealth arc setters such as Onyx and Tortuga, the former of which has a higher speed stat and the latter of which has a higher offensive capabilities to pressure entry to pressure entry hazard removers. Both Onyx and Tortuga also have access to Sturdy and are able to switch into flying types such as Volibi due to their higher physical bulk. So, it's okay. Uh, its moves or its you know uh, recommended move set is Stealth Rock. Earthquake, Ice Shard, and Endeavor. Uh, item is Focus Sash. Uh, its ability is Oblivious, which um, it cannot be infatuated or taunted. Um, it uh, Nature is Jolly, which is um, plus speed minus special attack, and 116 HP EVs, 196 attack EVs, and 196 speed EVs. Uh, so yeah, that is going to do it for Swineup, random Pokemon of the week. Thank you, Swineup. I don't know why I'm thanking the Pokemon. Uh, but we're going to hop right back into the news. Um, we have some we have some, some, some lesser things to talk about. Uh, some more 
uh, general things to talk about. Not that it's as, not as interesting as a new Pokemon, but you know, new Pokemon are hype is hype's hell. <laughs> but uh, speaking of hell, Team Yell, um, Team Yell is the new team, the new evil team, and uh, they have you know the pink and black aesthetic. Um, they are huge fans of Marnie, who is a new character who we will talk about in just a moment. Um, and it says on Serebii, the description, it says they are huge fans of the trainer Marnie and will stop at nothing to make her champion of the Galar region. Uh, this means that you will encounter them at various points in your travels as they try and stop people from accessing gyms and transportation. Due to, due to their desire to cheer Marnie on, they will listen. They will listen to her to get them to stop, but when Marnie isn't there, they will continue to cause problems. And of course, um, they are... I assume that they're going to be using Galarian, Linoon, and uh, Zigzagoon. I would be surprised if they didn't, because it did say that Linoon and, and, and uh, you know, Galarian, Linoon, and Galarian, Zigzagoon are perfect for troubled youth who want to get out their anger and frustration, which is literally what Team Yell is. <laughs> so I'm not surprised. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if their go-to Pokemon was, say, uh, Galarian, Zigzagoon. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Team Yell, new team. Uh, we don't really know too much about them right now, but I am excited to see um, how they how they play a part. They seem to be less in, they seem to be less evil, obviously, because they're you know they're just they're just fans. They're just like they're just uh, toxic sports fans. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see how they how they play a part in the story because normally the you know the evil teams play a part play a big part in the story. But considering they're less. Um, you know, they're less antagonistic and more just like an obstacle, uh, which is what teams have always been. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. It, it seems like they, they don't, they, they wouldn't really have any plans of like mass destruction. Like not that Team Skull necessarily did. Um, and it seems like Team Skull is kind of in between, uh, Team Yell and like the actual evil teams. Cause like they were pretty evil. Team Yell just seems like they're just kind of annoying. They just kind of exist to be annoying. You know, I do like that though. I'm excited to see how they play a part and um how they what what they do in the story if they even play a part in the story at all uh and i am disappointed in the fact that, that they're not called team scream i think that would have been a much better opportunity uh but anyway speaking of team yell uh we're going to talk about the new trainers or the new the new characters that were uh, revealed uh one of which is of course marnie um she is another trainer who wishes to become champion of galar and she has a competitive sign and, uh, because of her, you know, because she's so, uh, you know, determined to become champion, she, of course, um, developed a fan base, which is Team Yell. Uh, she gives me Gladion vibes, which I'm not sure if, if I can really, uh, you know, parallel the two together, but I, I really like, uh, I, I, I get, I get, uh, Gladion vibes from her just because, you know, the, the, the black aesthetic, you know, the emo kind of aesthetic, um, she's a little bit more punk rocky. Uh, you know, like grunge, um, and I appreciate her 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 aesthetic and what she looks like. I really really like her, and I really really am excited to see what um, I'm really excited to see how she plays a part in the story, if at all. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, and the other trainer that we know about is Bede Bede. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's uh, B E D E E or B E D E. My apologies. Uh, it says Bede. I'll just call him Bede. Um, Bede is trying to compete in the gym challenge in Galar, just like Marnie and just like the trainer. Um, and he has been sponsored by Chairman Rose, but he has other intentions as well. That doesn't bode well. 
it seems like maybe he's going to be more of the evil rival. Because, of course, like I said, I feel like Chairman Rose and Oleana are going to be evil. Um, I talked about this in, in the first time they were revealed. Um, but I think that Bede is going to play a big part in um, the story, as well as Chairman Rose and Oleana. But you, uh, you can hear me talk about that when I talked about um, Let's, in, I believe, episode 10, which was like Let's Talk Galar Part 2, uh, where I talked about all these new characters and stuff. But I think that Bede plays a part in that certainly I, I would be surprised if he didn't just because it says he has other intentions as well and is literally sponsored by chairman rose who i think is not going to be very good uh so yeah if that's not a slap in the face of hey i'm evil i don't know what is um so there are some new moves um that i think i forgot to talk about last time last time there was um you know uh I, I didn't talk about them uh, when they were revealed. Um, for example, uh, well, right now, this is a new one that was just revealed, Aura Wheel, uh, which changes type based on Marpico's form, uh, at least Electric type in full belly mode and Dark type in hangry mode. And, of course, the Pokemon with the move is Marpico. And, uh, yeah, simple as that. It just changes types just changes types based on um, either it's, it's Electric or Dark. We don't know if it's a physical move or a special move or what its power is. Um, so there is a move that is, um, I assume, uh, going to be Grookey's signature move, Grookey's line signature move. Um, it was, it was shown in an image, not even in a, uh, in the direct itself, but it's called branch poke. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a grass type move. It's branch poke in Japanese. It's called stick bash. Uh, but yeah. It's a uh, it's Grookey is shown being used and because Grookey has a stick, you know, I would expect to see it. I was I would I would expect to think that this would be one of if not Grookey's signature move. Uh, so there is a new move that was shown in the most recent direct called Breaking Swipe. Um, Breaking Swipe lowers the attack of all opponents hit. Uh, we don't know what Pokemon necessarily have this move, but all we know, or what type it is, but all we know is that Flygon was seen using it, uh, and it uh, hits multiple Pokemon in double battles. It hits both Pokemon in double battles, and it lowers the attack of the of the opponent's hit, which I think is cool. We don't really have a lot of attacking moves that lower attack, per se, or lower stats in general, per se. Uh, so I'm excited to see what this does. Um, and I think I did talk about this uh, earlier, um, but there is, um, oh, what is, what is this Pokemon called? Derulagon. Or, yeah, Derulagon. Derulodon. Derulodon. Not, not Derulagon. Derulodon. Have I been saying that wrong the whole time? Have I said Derulagon? I apologize. I mean Derulodon. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Derulodon, uh, has a move called Steel Beam, uh, which I think I talked about. Being the most powerful steel type move because uh, you know it, it allowed it, it was people could have a contest to see like what uh, if they could name the most powerful steel move, and uh, they said exhaustive beam in Japanese and it, I guess it translates to English as steel beam. Uh, it's a special move, steel type move. It has a power of 140 and it hits uh, reduces hit points of the user by 50%. So it, it's a very very strong move, but it has a 50% uh, recoil. Which is oof. Uh, and of course, there's Obstruct, which we already talked about. So next 
uh, on the agenda. Almost uh, last but not least, we have two more things to talk about before we begin the episode for today. Um, there is new uh, Poke Jobs uh, that were introduced. Uh, I don't really remember all that much about this, so I'm just going to read the Cerebi page. Um, so excuse me if it's a little bit you know monotonous, but I'm, I'm just going to read what it says on Cerebi. Thank you, Cerebi, again. Uh, it says... Poke jobs are the spiritual successor to the Poke Pelago and provide a way to passively collect jobs that can boost experience points. Okay, so it's a it's a it's a Pelago thing. Uh, this is done at the Rotomi PC in each of the Pokemon centers. Each Poke jobs have got certain restrictions and requests, such as Pokemon to focus on certain stats, and a certain number of Pokemon could go on each excursion. Uh, Poke job rewards: when the Pokemon returns, it will receive experience points as well as some items. Uh, the rewards they get will vary depending on how long they're working for. We'll provide a full list of jobs and rewards when the game comes. So yeah, um, and yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, I expected them to do something like the Pelago, uh, if not just have the Pelago um, in the game. But that's, that's interesting. I'm excited to see the Poke jobs. It seems a lot more in-depth and seems a lot more unique than the Pelago was, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, and a little bit of a disclaimer before we get into the last little parts here. Um, we're kind of, you know... Um, you know, scratching at the, the the last little bit of the information we have. And of course, there are a lot of things that I could talk about, like the Rotomi PC, um, some of the cutscenes that they've shown. Um, I believe there was a, there was like a, a video that showed like one of the towns. Um, you know, it showed a little bit of, it showed a little bit of gameplay. It showed, it showed one of the towns as well as like the, the um, Corviknight taxi service, which you can check out on, um, on the Nintendo UK uh, YouTube channel, it seems. I'm not going to go through it because we're kind of running out of time here. Um, but it does show some awesome gameplay of the game. It shows, like, the Pokemon Centers. It shows um, just, uh, you know, the game. And it, it, it something we've never really seen before is, like, actual gameplay of them walking around in towns and stuff. Uh, and it shows um, some some new cool stuff. And you can check that out Um you can, you can, I'm actually watching it right now. You can see they're talking to a Wooloo. Um, they're walking, they're showing the Pokemon Center. They're showing uh, some buildings in town, like the train station. It seems that you, there's like, you go in between uh, cities with the train station and all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it's really exciting. Uh, so I'm not going to go super in depth about what, uh, you know, what the, um, what that entails. Uh, and more of the minute details I'm not going to go over just because it would take me forever to go over everything. Uh, and I do have, you know, I, I do have a time limit for this podcast. Um, but, you know, I'll talk more stuff about as the game comes out. And I'll, I'll pretty much probably go over everything as the game comes out. Um, and before we end it off here, before I talk about the last little bit, just because I'm on the topic, I do want to say that, you know, I want to give my conclusion. How do I feel about this new stuff? I, I, what can I even say more than what I've already said? What can I say except... Wow, I'm so excited for this game. Uh, I've already... I, I'm planning on pre-ordering uh, uh, Sword, probably, because I really like uh, Zacian. Uh, and I'm probably going to get... Um, I almost said Samazenta. I'm probably going to get Pokemon Shield as well. Uh, but right, I think my, my, my game of choice is Pokemon Sword. Um, but... Like, just... It's too much for words, man. I can't express how much I love this. How Just how much I love this. How much I love... The new stuff that they're showing, and oh, I'm so very excited for this game. 
as you can tell. <laughs> so I'm not going to go too much into how I feel about this stuff because it should be pretty obvious how I feel. Uh, I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm over the moon. It makes me so happy seeing this stuff. And uh, yeah. And before, uh, you know, the last thing we talk about before we end it off here. Sorry, this episode is kind of just an info dump of, of new stuff. As you can tell, I'm very excited and I'm talking very quickly. I hope it's not too much. Um, but uh, I want to go over one more thing that Cerebi actually didn't uh, cover in their... Uh, you know, I don't, I couldn't find it anywhere on Cerebi, so I had to actually rewatch uh, the direct to look at and like memorize the information. Uh, there's two new held items that they that they um, introduced in the uh, in in the in the direct, and those are the room service and the eject pack. Uh, the room service lowers the user's or lowers the holder's speed when trick room is used, uh, and I can see because trick room. Trick Rooming is very popular in at least competitive Pokemon, uh, mostly for doubles, uh, but I also use it a lot in singles. A lot of people use it a lot in singles. Trick Room is really interesting. I really, really, really like Trick Room and like the strategies that come with it. So I'm excited to see something that is enabling Trick Room as an as a move. Um, and it's it you know so when you get into a Trick Room, it lowers your speed. So it essentially it essentially raises your speed in a Trick Room. Uh, it, it gives you a higher chance of going first, uh, which is really really interesting. And the eject pack, uh, it's kind of like the, um, eject button, uh, and also kind of like, um, Colossopods and, of course, Wimpod's, uh, abilities and kind of an item, uh, kind of, sort of a, a hybrid of, um, of, of some, of, you know, it's kind of like a, a different version of the eject button, uh, and it's, it's the eject pack, and it, uh, switches out the Pokemon when their stats are lowered, uh, so it's, of course, good for moves, like I believe in the direct they showed using Draco Meteor, which lowers your special attack, uh, and then, so you, you kind of, you use Draco Meteor, or you could use it for, like, close combat, you know, stuff like that, things that lower your stats, uh, so you can immediately switch out after using them, and, um, not have to worry about the stat drop. So yeah, interesting. I'm really excited to see what kind of new uh, held items they introduced. Of course, they introduced a lot of new held items in Sun and Moon. Uh, and just, you know, mostly in terms of competitive battling, I'm excited to see what they add. And even in Casual too. you know, don't get me wrong. Held items are used quite often in Casual 2. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm very excited to see what they add in terms of held items and, and how it affects the game, how it affects the meta of competitive Pokemon. So uh, that is going to do it for me. Uh, we're going to do our last segment of the day, but that is going to do it for the um, the new stuff. I hope you enjoyed uh, me talking about all the new stuff and my opinions on them. Uh, I know it was a lot. I know it was a lot to go over, but I'm finally happy that I got my, my opinions out there. And being able to talk about the new stuff, you know, with everybody, I say that, but I'm really just talking to myself, but able to get, able to get my, my thoughts out there and, you know, uh, just info dump it kind of reminds myself as well about everything that's uh that the new that's coming out in sword and shield it's 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 inching closer and closer um and i am just so excited and i hope that you are too uh so we're gonna get into our last segment which of course uh is move tutor the segment where we go over a random pokemon move every episode and this uh random the the, the random move featured in today's move tutor is inferno overdrive uh which of course is the uh, fire type Z move introduced in Generation Seven. Uh, Inferno Overdrive uh, inflicts damage. <laughs> it is, uh, it's just the fire Z move. 
there's nothing special about it. There's nothing really interesting to talk about it, which I'm, is why I'm glad we got it today. Uh, because I didn't really want to talk about too. I didn't want to talk too much about uh, something really, uh, you know, something really complicated when you know we're kind of running out of time here. But um, uh, I will go over all of the moves that um, that Inferno Overdrive can be turned, you know, can be activated from. But it also says here if Breakneck uh, Breakneck Blitz is used during harsh sunlight with Weather Balls, its base move, it will turn into a for Inferno Overdrive. Uh, which is interesting, you know. It makes sense that if you use Weather Ball in Harsh Sunlight, which normally turns Weather Ball into a Fire type move, uh, it would turn into it would you know it would turn into the the Fire type scene move. Um, so it, of course it is dependent on what move you use it from, whether or not it's special or physical. Uh, its power varies, and uh, yeah, we're gonna go over the uh, moves that Inferno Overdrive can be turned into, um, which is um, Blast Burn. For a power of 200, Blaze Kick for a power of 160, Blue Flare for a power of 195, Burn Up for 195, Ember for 100, Eruption for 200, Fiery Dance for 160, Fire Blast for 185, Fire Fang for 120, Fire Lash for 160, Fire Pledge for 160, Fire Punch for 140, Fire Spin for 100, Flame Burst for 140, Flame Charge for 100, Flame Wheel for 120, Flamethrower for 175, Flare Blitz for 190, Fusion Fusion Flare for 180, Heat Crash for 160. <laughs> Bear with me. Heat Wave at 175, Incinerate for 120, Inferno for 180, Lava Plume for 160, Magma Storm for 180, Mind Blown, which is uh, I believe what is it? Uh, what is that Pokemon's name? Um, yeah, Blacephalon. Sorry, oh, wow, I, my mind just completely drew a blank. 200 power for Mind Blown. Uh, Mystical Fire for 140. Overheat from 195. Sacred Fire for 180. Searing Shot for 180. Shell Trap? Oh, which is, yeah, it's uh, Turtonator. That's surprising, I didn't know what that move was. Uh, Shell Trap for 200. Weather Ball for 160. Uh, you know, with the Breakneck Blitz and Harsh Sunlight. And for the highest base power... Uh, last but certainly not least, V Create for 220. That is insane. That is very, very strong. Uh, 220. Jesus Christ. Of course, you can only use it as Victini, but wow, Victini with with the Fire Fairy MZ. Jesus, that's insane. Uh, so anyway, uh, that is going to do it for me today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you're about as excited for Sword and Shield as I am. And I will catch you in the next episode. See you then. Bye. <laughs>